Hey there, Jared here. If you are on our email list, you may have seen our announcement last week uh, about the exciting news that we are hosting a weekly radio show on CBS 1430 in Indianapolis. We're very, very excited about this opportunity. Uh, But we don't want you, our beloved podcast listeners, to miss out on that content if you can't listen live or if you don't live in Indianapolis. So we're going to be posting it here as a podcast too. So earlier today, Uh, Friday, Andy, Ryan, and I got together. We recorded our two segments for the show. Typically, it will be four, uh, but the Ron Colley football team is still going uh, in the state playoffs, and so that cuts into our segment. But eventually, it'll be four segments each week, and we will post them for you right here uh, in our podcast feed. So it'll be different intro music. The format will be a little bit different. Obviously, you'll hear me introing and outroing just like we would on a normal radio segment. Uh, And for ease, I'm just going to post those segments back to back to back to back here in the podcast feed. But again, we want you to be able to enjoy this content as well. Uh, So without further ado, here is the first edition uh, of our Assembly Call radio show uh, right here for you. Enjoy. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to this week's episode of The Assembly Call, your weekly spot on the radio dial for IU basketball discussion and analysis delivered by your friends from The Assembly Call IU postgame show, which you can listen to live after every IU basketball game at assemblycall.com slash live. I am your host, Jared Morris, and we have a fun, insightful show planned for you this week to help get you ready for the 2016-17 Indiana basketball season, which is just around the corner. And real quick, I want to begin by telling you about our presenting sponsor, Hoosier Proud. If you consider yourself a Hoosier, and not just an IU Hoosier, but someone who is proud to have roots in the great state of Indiana, then you need to check out HoosierProud.com. Connor and the team at Hoosier Proud offer a line of t-shirts and accessories that are unmatched for anyone who wants a unique, stylish way to display their own pride in being a Hoosier. In fact, we like their product so much that we even move production of our Assembly Call logo t-shirts to Hoosier Proud because they produce high-quality work, care about their customers, and take pride in their Indiana roots like we do. So check them out at HoosierProud.com and use the promo code AC to receive a 15% discount on your entire order. That's promo code AC to receive 15% off at HoosierProud.com. All right, well, since this is our first episode of Assembly Call Radio here on CBS Sports 1430 AM, I suppose we should offer some introductions. Uh, As I mentioned, I'm Jared Morris, and I founded the Assembly Call prior to the 2011-12 IU basketball season with the two guys that I'm about to introduce to you. And together, the three of us, along with IU student intern turned co-host Will DeWitt, uh, continue to host the post-game show live after every IU game. And if you like what you hear on this show each week, we certainly hope that you will join us for a post-game show sometime over at assemblycall.com slash live. Now let me introduce you to my co-hosts and my trusty partners in breaking down all things Indiana basketball. Andy Bottoms is here. Andy is a college basketball junkie who literally has in-depth knowledge about every Division I basketball team, which is why he remains the world's number one ranked bracketologist. Andy, does it make you uncomfortable that I still refer to you that way? Uh, I've gotten more used to it, and uh, it's certainly I'm the one who's less likely to pat myself on the back than Ryan, so I guess somebody has to do that. <laughs> and uh, to some extent it fits because I'm uh, enough of a degenerate that I've been working on a preseason bracket since uh, sometime in October. So I guess if the shoe fits, you got to wear it. 
Can you imagine what would happen if Ryan was ranked number one in the world in something? We would never hear the end of it. <laughs> I am. I'm the number one co-host, guys. <laughs> You've forgotten that. And jumping the gun on his introduction is Ryan Phillips, uh, who is a, a columnist for TheBigLead.com. Uh, he remains on the executive board of the Will Sheehy Fan Club, and he suffers from debilitating nightmares about the officiating at the Cole Center in Madison. Uh, Ryan, have you caught up on sleep at all this offseason? I, I think we all know the answer to that is no, because those <laughs> nightmares do recur every single evening. Uh, and by the way, I, I love that he's the number one ranked bracketologist, and I get the executive board of the Will Sheehy <laughs> Fan Club. What? What's like? When did we sign that contract? I, that's that's just how things have been since the show started, you know, just trying to give folks a flavor of how this goes. You know, uh, I really, really got to change that somehow. Yes. Well, it's awesome to be here with you guys. And I think I speak on behalf of our entire team when I say that we're really, really excited to be hosting the show here on CBS Sports 1430. Uh, so our sincere thanks to Kent Sterling for giving us this opportunity. And thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate your attention and we look forward to being your weekly companions as we go through what should be another fun, exciting, and hopefully successful season of Indiana basketball. All right. Well, on today's show, we're going to go through the most prominent preseason storylines that are swirling around the IU basketball program, and we'll tell you whether we're buying them or selling them. That's going to come in our next segment. But first, this being our inaugural show here on CBS Sports 1430, we want to talk big picture. And kind of let you know where we stand when it comes to the Indiana basketball program. How do we feel about the direction of the program? How do we feel about the job being done uh, by Tom Crean? So, Andy, why don't you lead us off? Are you satisfied with the current state of the Indiana basketball program? Uh, that's a that's a tricky question. I think I, I answer that by going back through the seasons that we've done the show, um, and we've continued to use the roller coaster analogy uh, time after time, where we, you know, kind of talk about the first year we did the show was the year they beat Kentucky and, and really burst onto the scene, uh, the Big Ten title the following season after that. Um, then there was that big step back. There was the 2014-15 season where they got off to a really good start, and and then I was inundated with questions uh, down the stretch of whether IU was even going to make the tournament. And then we had last year, which was great and kind of came out of nowhere uh, to win the Big Ten title and, and surprised everybody based on how the season had started. And I think. I put that into the context of you know, the, the truly elite and the best programs don't really have those kinds of extremes, I feel like, in the ebbs and flows. So in that regard, uh, I lean towards saying, you know, I, I would like to be more satisfied. Um, you certainly can't argue with the two Big Ten titles in four years. We've talked about how much more comfortable Crean is uh, in his job. He's got, assembled a really good staff, and, and there's a lot of positive stories. Um, but as you start to think ahead, even to what I, you might lose this season – you wonder whether there's another one of those, you know, dips coming in production. So as excited as we are, um, you really need it to be less of a roller coaster. Um, and nobody's expecting Final Four every year. Um, but I do think, you know, the sustainability of that success and the ability to break through in the NCAA tournament eventually are the things that are, you know, maybe holding me and, and potentially other fans back as well from truly being uh, as happy with the program as they'd like to be. Are you sure no one's expecting Final Fours every year? Because sometimes I feel like that is the expectation. But, Ryan, what do you think? You know, I, I think that if you had asked me this question before last year, the answer would have been no, I'm not satisfied. Uh, but I think anytime you win two conference titles in four years in a conference as difficult as the Big Ten, there has to be some level of satisfaction, especially when, unlike the previous uh, Crean Big Ten title, you didn't lose pretty much everything, you know, and you're not starting from scratch. And I think that's been the issue with 
Crane's teams over the last few years, there's been so much turnover and so much instability and so much drama attached to the team. Whereas this year, it feels like it's a smooth transition. I mean, you know, obviously, you've got to replace Yogi Ferrell. You've got to replace Nick Zaislav. You've got to replace Troy Williams and find those, uh, you know, key buckets in, in key situations that those guys provided. But I feel like instead of having a complete clean slate, you're getting guys who are going to be stepping up and filling those roles instead of coming out from nowhere uh, to have to have, you know, shockingly good seasons for this to be a success. So I think that I'm satisfied with the fact that the drama has minimized. I mean, you know, knock on wood, but the drama has minimized and, and, and the team seems to be in a good state where players are sort of flowing into and out of the program, not immediately expected to be huge, uh, you know, members of the team. They can, they can sort of, uh, I think as we've said before, Indiana's best when freshmen can be freshmen and, and where they can sort of acclimate to the team and i think that we're in that position now where every year the new players can sort of acclimate to the team they don't have to be starting right away and and i think we saw that last year the benefit of that to joan morgan and og ananobi really helped down the stretch and help secure that title and i think we're seeing that again this year and, and and just the way things look it looks like that will be the process from now on yeah i think the way i look at it is that i'm satisfied with the progress that tom crean has made from where he started you know, from where things were, you know, even after that, that 2013 season and where things are now, you know, I'm satisfied with that and satisfied with a couple of Big Ten titles and with making three Sweet 16s. But, you know, I, I kind of I like what Andy said. You know, if you tell me this is the destination, I'm not satisfied because I think Indiana basketball has the potential for more. And I think this coach and this program have the potential for more. Um, and so in that sense, I'm not satisfied and I want to see Indiana continue to grow but I think what Coach Crean has done, uh, you know, to get the program back on the footing where we're a you know top ten, top fifteen team now preseason a couple years in a row, you know, the Big Ten titles, um, you know, and I think having kids, most importantly, having kids that we can be proud of to represent Indiana basketball with just their character on and off the court, you know, what they're doing in the classroom. Um, I'm satisfied with all of those things, and now I think we all agree it's time to take that next step. And the Big Ten titles are nice, and let's keep competing for those. And the Sweet 16s have been a nice stepping stone. Now let's start to take that next step uh, when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Well, you are listening to the Assembly Call. I'm Jared Morris here talking IU basketball with Andy Bottoms and Ryan Phillips. Guys, let's start looking ahead to the upcoming season. Uh, and let's talk about X-Factor. Ryan, who do you think is the X-Factor for this year's Hoosiers? Well, I think there's a lot of expectations on him, but I think it's OG Ananobi's development into a primary option. We saw against Hope College, and, and we also saw in some of the scrimmages that he's you know willing to take the ball, drive to the rim, and finish now a little bit. And he's not Troy Williams. He's not going to do it you know with absolutely no regard for human life, but he's he's he seems to be more comfortable in a primary option role, and uh, I think that that's going to be a real key. I think that him sort of realizing that potential that we all know he has and that nationally and and NBA scouts and everybody is expecting him to have I think that that's going to be a huge uh situation because somebody's going to have to help out Thomas Bryant as a guy who who we can rely on to to get buckets and and I think that he's going to be a really key factor in that I think that's the big x factor for this team Andy who's your x factor you know we joke about Ryan being the president of the Will Sheehy fan club but you are the unabashed president of the Robert Johnson fan club are you uh, are you going with Rojo 
Yeah, I've got to I've got to stay on brand here. Uh, I, you know, I think we we looked at him uh, the other night. You know, plus forty four. You can read a lot uh, into or out of plus minus numbers, particularly in an exhibition game. But um, he was that he was plus forty four despite what I thought were some poor decisions and shot selection early uh, when he first came in the game. But I think you know Max Bielfeld pointed out how much they the team kind of keys off of his bulldog mentality from a defensive perspective, and and while nobody can replace Yogi. Uh, I, I think he can provide that stability at point guard if he cuts down on some of those turnovers. So to me, if he can take that next step, I think it's, it stabilizes one of the big questions heading into the season. Yeah, and for me, way it's to, want, hey, way, way to stand by your man, Andy. Yeah. I'm with you. Good job, Andy. Uh, and I'm going with Jawan Morgan, a complete Swiss Army knife on defense, coming back from the injury. So many people close to the program expect this guy to have a breakout, and especially with Colin Hartman's injury. He's really going to have to. And, and speaking of that, speaking of Hartman's injury, we're going to talk about that in our next segment. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to look at a few of the major preseason storylines and tell you if we're buying them or selling them. So is OG ready to really become a primetime go-to option on offense? Who is the most important player on this year's team? Does Colin Hartman's injury lower the expectation for this year's team at all? Find out when we return in just a few minutes here on the Assembly Call. Welcome back to the Assembly Call, presented by HoosierProud.com. Remember to check out Hoosier Proud's line of t-shirts and accessories that are unmatched for anyone who wants a unique, stylish way to display their pride in having roots in the great state of Indiana. Visit HoosierProud.com and use the promo code AC to receive 15% off your entire order. That's HoosierProud.com, promo code AC. I'm your host, Jared Morris. I'm here with my longtime IU Hoops co-hosts, Andy Bottoms and Ryan Phillips, and we're getting you ready for the 2016-17 Indiana basketball season, which kicks off in earnest next Friday in Hawaii against Kansas in the Armed Forces Classic. We'll be talking a lot about that game on next week's program, which you can listen to right here on CBS Sports 1430, beginning at 6 o'clock on Friday night. We're working on a big-name guest or two to help us preview that important early-season matchup, so it should be another fun, insightful episode, and we hope you'll join us. Uh, of course, Indiana has one more warm-up game before facing the Jayhawks, and that comes tomorrow night against Division II powerhouse Bellarmine. The game begins at 7 o'clock and will be broadcast on BTN+. Join us immediately after the game for our live post-game breakdown over at assemblycall.com slash live. All righty, well, let's jump in and discuss some prominent preseason storylines. Guys, I'm going to make a statement. You tell me if you're buying, selling, or holding. Here we go. Andy, you first. Colin Hartman's injury lowers the expectations for this year's team. I'm going to start by straddling the fence and holding this one. I, I think there's arguments to be made on both sides, and it'll be a lot easier to tell a few games into the season. On, on the sell side of things, uh, I think he can still lead from the bench, and they've got some good front court depth, so that helps mitigate the loss. Uh, but on the buy side, if we think about the biggest issues this team has had defensively, a couple years ago on the show, we would consistently talk about Hartman being in the right spot, uh, doing the right things uh, on that side of the, on that end of the floor. And so, uh, you know, who who takes that role? Uh, who gives the ability to stretch the floor? Uh, and he's a guy in the absence of maybe a true point guard that is really a good you know mover of the basketball. So those those are the things that are there. So I'm going to kind of sit in the middle on this one for a few games, and uh, maybe we can revisit it. But for now, I'm I'm a hold on this one. Ryan? Yeah, way to straddle the fence, Bottoms. Uh, <laughs> on the first one of the first show, you got to do that. Uh, no, I'm going to buy it slightly. 
but I'm still buying. I'm still taking a position. I think that uh, he's just one of those guys that provides so many intangibles that it, especially early in the season, I think it's going to show one thing that, that, Indiana's had trouble with in the past is communicating defensively, and that's one thing that Hartman is outstanding at. And he makes so many little plays that don't show up in the box score that you know somebody else has got to step up and do that. So I think that missing Hartman is gonna is gonna be a bit of a gut punch for this team, especially early in the season. All right. Well, I'm not straddling the fence, and I'm not hedging by saying slightly. I'm selling this because to me, we're talking about expectations. Look, is this team better with Colin Hartman? Sure, they'd be better with Colin Hartman, but the expectations are compete for a Big Ten title and make a run in March. And I think Indiana is still capable of doing that because you have a guy like Juwan Morgan, who I mentioned earlier as my X factor, who can step in. And while he can't replace Colin's experience and maybe not all of that leadership, he can do a lot of the things that Colin was doing. And so I think because of that, and you also have to think, you know, last year Indiana had an injury and it allowed some younger guys to step into roles and emerge like OG, like Juwan when James Blackman Jr. got hurt and everybody had to step up in the rotation. Well, now now with Colin out, we may see guys like Devontae Green and Curtis Jones get more opportunities. And so far, they're proving, they're showing, suggesting that they may be ready to do that. So I'm not lowering the expectations at all for this team. I'd rather have Colin, but I think the standard is the standard and it stays there for what I'm expecting from this year's team. Yeah, I think that that's a solid point. But at the same time, you've got to remember a senior leadership, it can't be replaced, especially when he's your only senior. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that's a good point, too. So we'll, time will tell, and we will see. Let's move on to number two. OG Ananobi is ready to become a primetime go-to option on offense. Ryan, what do you think? I'm selling that. Uh, I love OG. I love his potential. But right at this second, I would not bet on him having to take over a game late. And I think that's what a primetime go-to option has to be is when the shot clock's down, when it's late in the game, who's going to take your shot? And and I don't think he's there yet. He might be by the end of the season. But right now, I don't see him as a guy who's going to take over a game in the right point. I think James Blackman Jr. is more that guy for this team or Thomas Bryant. Andy? I'm selling that one as well. I think in part because I'm not sure that he needs to be. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other guys that can score on this team, and when you get into those late-game scenarios of who's going to have the ball in their hands when it's time to make a big shot, uh, that's going to be Blackman. That's going to be potentially Thomas Bryan in the post trying to, to create from down there. Um, could even be Robert Johnson, but I don't know that um, you know, that's a role that OG is going to be asked to play a ton. He did drive a bit to the basket uh, you know, in, the, in the game against Hope, but Overall, he's just being asked to take a huge jump and roll in terms of minutes, usage, all those kinds of things, and I'm not sure that uh, it takes the next step to that point where he truly is the go-to scorer. There will certainly be games when he leads IU in scoring this year, particularly if he shoots the ball as well as he did the other night, but uh, I don't know that that's going to be the role that he has to play, so I'm selling largely because he doesn't need to be. Yeah, I'm going to hold. You guys make great points, but I will say with you know how much better his shot looks – and with his change in mentality, I mean, he's a lot more aggressive with the ball in his hands. Now, that's, you know, in scrimmages against teammates and against against Hope. So we'll have to see how that translates. And he's certainly going to have to cut down on the turnovers. But his mentality suggests that he's ready to become a primetime go-to option. We'll just have to see if the skills are caught up and, and if the opportunity is there uh, in the offense to do so. So I'm going to hold that because I think the, the mentality is there, which is one thing I wanted to see from him early in the season. Now we'll just have to see if he can protect the ball enough and be effective enough, especially with opposing teams now putting him a lot higher up on the scouting report. 
You're listening to The Assembly Call. I'm Jared Morris, here talking IU basketball with Andy Bottoms and Ryan Phillips. We are discussing some of the most prominent preseason storylines for Indiana heading into the season and whether we're buying or selling them. Uh, Let's go on to the third one, and that is that Thomas Bryant is the most important player on this year's team. And I'm going to kick this one off because I'm going to sell this one. I think Thomas Bryant is the best player on Indiana's team, but I think the most important player is James Blackman Jr. Because I think with what Indiana lost offensively with Yogi Ferrell, a guy who when the shot clock was running down, you could get the ball to Yogi and something good would happen. Think about the big shot he made against Iowa, all the big shots he made. Who's going to make those this year in tough environments? To me, James Blackman Jr. is that guy. And there's a lot of really good players on this team, but I think that's that missing element, the biggest element that Indiana has lost off of, of, of the guys who left last year's team. And I think it's imperative that James steps into that role. Andy, what do you think? Thomas Bryant, the most important player on this year's team, or someone else? Uh, I'm definitely buying that. Uh, I know you guys probably thought I would say Robert Johnson, but I'm not. I'm uh, not going that route for this one. But I, you know, I mean, Bryant is. You know, there's been all the talk of leadership in the offseason. I mean, he's going to be clearly the emotional leader for this team, and and they've talked a lot in the offseason about how he's trying to harness that energy in a different way and that emotion in a different way than what he did last year. And so I think that's that's one element. And and then the other is. You know, he's one of the best big men in college basketball. He's got skills that nobody else on this team really has in terms of the post-up game and, and some of the versatility that he provides to not only be able to score down there, um, but I think we'll see more of him stepping out to make shots. We saw he and Durant Davis playing together a bit the other night uh, and him, you know, feeding the post from the outside. So I think, um, you know, he just has skills that nobody else has. Blackman is a great shooter. I think we've seen there's other guys that can knock down threes. And um, when when Bryant really got involved in the beginning of that second half of the Hope game, I mean, that was when IU really started to pull away. And again, all caveats to competition and all those kinds of things. But I think he showed during that, that stretch just how much of a lift he can give this team when he's the focal point of the offense. Ryan, you buying Thomas Bryant is the most important? Yeah, I'm buying that. Jared, you're crazy. Uh, He's the best player on the team. He's the emotional center of the team, the heart of the team. And he's also one of the best big men in college basketball is probably going to be an All-American, you know, by the end of the year. I don't care about preseason rankings, which he was second team, I believe. Uh, So, yeah, he's a guy that you're expecting a double-double from every night. He's a guy that you can go down to for easy buckets at pretty much any time. Uh, As long as the guards look for him consistently, Consistently, that guy's the best, the 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 best player and the most important player on the team, no question. Look, James took a lot of crap last year. I'm just trying to throw James a bone heading into the preseason. It was, it was exciting. What he was, <laughs> was publicist. <laughs> All right, moving on to statement four. Indiana should be the favorite to win the Big Ten title. Andy, you buying or selling? Uh, I'm selling that one. I think for a number of reasons. Uh, you know, Wisconsin's got everybody back. They've been a thorn in IU's side and, and have that Big Ten track record. They've got an easier schedule than IU, although not as easy as Maryland's schedule. Uh, and, you know, the schedule is something that helped IU a little bit last year. Uh, IU's had a ton of injuries so far, so hopefully by Big Ten season they're rounded into shape, but they do seem like they've been a bit snake bit by that kind of thing so far. Um, you've got who's going to replace Yogi, things that we'll, we'll watch to play out. And I think some of the things I, I talked about earlier, like how do they sustain sustain the success from year to year um, and that track record. So I think competition's high enough. Uh, other teams have got a few other, other breaks maybe over IU where uh, I'm going to sell this one for now, even though I would fully expect them to compete for that title. I just don't know that they should be the favorite. Ryan? 
Yeah, I'm selling it. Uh, I think Michigan State and Wisconsin are the favorites. Uh, do I think that Indiana could win the Big Ten title? Absolutely. But I think that if you're talking favorites and looking at it from you know a right now today perspective, you never question Tom Izzo. He's pretty much always the favorite in the Big Ten uh, at the start of the season. And and as Andy said, Wisconsin's got everyone back. They play half of their uh, they play half their games at apparently an arena that's on the campus of Hogwarts because fouls do not they've somehow wizard used wizarding magic to make sure the fouls don't exist so I it, it's yeah I, I I just think that uh that those two teams right now look like the favorite heading into the season and that doesn't mean I use out of it and that doesn't mean I don't expect them to compete but uh, if I had to pick a favorite it'd be those two teams I'm gonna hold this one because frankly I think Indiana has the most talented roster top to bottom of anybody in the Big Ten. And yes, you know, the schedule maybe works against Indiana a little bit this year in comparison to Wisconsin, where it worked for Indiana last year. We know about the experience, guys having to step into new roles. Um, but I, I wanna see how Indiana does in some of these early tests against Kansas, against North Carolina, because I think Wisconsin might be a tad overrated and everybody's just ready to hand it to them. But hey, Tom Crean's won two out of the last four, and there's a lot of talent on this IU roster. Um, so I think they have as good a chance as anyone. Alrighty, well, that is actually going to do it for us on this week's episode of the Assembly Call. Make sure you join us at assemblycall.com slash live after the IU Bellarmine game for our post-game show, or you can subscribe to our podcast by searching for Assembly Call wherever you listen to podcasts. Our thanks to Hoosier Proud for sponsoring this episode. Go to hoosierproud.com and use the promo code AC for 15% off. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU hoops again with you next week. Until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. Tonight's Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Whew. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player client. Let me be straight with you. This is a radio commercial for three small business insurance. With three, your entire business is covered. So while you can't see the following scene, just know that this contractor's business is protected by three. Hey, toss me that drill. Yeah, man. Heads up. Oh, that looks expensive. Now this is an insurance moment. But three's got it covered. Three is a product of Berkshire Hathaway Direct Insurance Company. Three, no nonsense, just common sense.